Well, hello, hello, and hello again. Welcome to Sari Reads. It is Friday. It is Black Friday, and we are talking about sales, procrastination, and a host of other things. Thanks for stopping by. Well, Black Friday has arrived and retailers are looking forward to you spending all the money that your little heart desires. It seems, though, that the average consumer is not necessarily concerned with spending a whole lot of money this holiday season. A study conducted by the National Retail Federation, which is the nation's largest retail trade group, expects shoppers will spend more this year than last year, but their pace will slow given all the economic uncertainty. The group has forecast that U.S. holiday sales will rise 3% to 4% for November through December, compared with a 5.4% growth of a year ago. The pace is consistent with the average annual holiday increase of 3.6% from 2010 to pre-pandemic 2019. Americans ramped up spending during the pandemic with more money in their pockets from federal relief checks and nowhere to go during lockdowns. For the holiday 2021 season, sales for the two-month period surged 12.7%. Consumers are now coming under more pressure from dwindling savings, increased credit card debt, and still stubborn inflation. In fact, shoppers cut their buying in October, ending six straight months of gains. Shoppers have gotten some relief from easy inflation, but many goods and services like meat and rent are still higher than they were just three years ago. Brian Cornell, who is the CEO of Target, says, it's clear that consumers have been remarkably resilient. Yet in our research, things like uncertainty, caution, and managing a budget are top of mind. How are you going to spend your hard-earned money this Black Friday? Are you going to spend it on a sweater for someone else? Are you going to drive all over town? Uh, Are you driving all over town searching for the best deals? Are you just going to hang out online and wait for Cyber Monday like a lot of us are planning to do? What are you going to do this holiday season with your money? I'm kind of interested to know. Well, at least it's food for thought, right? Oh, procrastination. I've always known you. I hope that I am not the only one and I know I'm not the only one who has this tendency to put off what I can do today for tomorrow. Procrastination is defined by the experts as a self 
self-defeating behavior pattern marked by short-term benefits and long-term costs. We all procrastinate from time to time. However, when we develop a habit of putting off necessary actions, even when we face negative consequences, procrastination can affect our well-being. According to a 2014 study on procrastination and coping, 20 to 25% of adults worldwide are chronic procrastinators. The issue can be linked to depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and even poor study habits. People who procrastinate tend to have higher levels of anxiety because for obvious reasons, they are waiting and to do what they can do. So when they wait until the last minute or we wait until the last minute as procrastinators, now everything is just kind of snowballed and and falling on our shoulders and we're like I can't do it so hence anxiety levels rise and it also leads to poor impulse control procrastination is linked to physical illness as well as people who procrastinate experience more stress and tend to delay treatments which can create a cycle of poor health due to just putting things off i'll go to the doctor tomorrow this you know this boil on my toe is not that bad and then your toe falls off hopefully your toe doesn't fall off but procrastination can be pretty bad So why? Why do we procrastinate? Well, we procrastinate for one reason, because we lack belief in our abilities. We tell ourselves that I kind of can't do this, so therefore I won't. We also have this fear of an anxiety. Of course, anxiety is associated with fear. And the fear is either I can't do it or some of us I believe are afraid to be successful at what we do because then that raises the stakes of you know if I'm successful then the world is going to expect more of me so I just rather not even start there is a feeling of boredom we tend to shy away from things that we feel like will not um, pique our interest Uh, when I talk to people who don't appreciate reading as much as I feel like they should. Um, The main thing that typically comes across is reading is boring. You have to sit there for five hours and read something that many times when I when I speak to kids, it's something that they don't want to read anyway. And that is extremely boring. So therefore, I'm going to wait until the last minute to read this book for class, which is going to lead to me having to wait until the last minute to complete the associated assignment, which is going to ultimately lead to me possibly being up late at night doing this or even worse, having to ask my teacher for an extension, which they may or may not give. And then that's how my grade starts fall and it's just a whole effect and all of this can be linked to procrastination which can be linked to I'm just really bored I don't want to do it I don't it, it doesn't seem interesting um, there's also this feeling of perfectionism I think that we've all been there where you know if I can't do it just right then I just won't do it at all um, that's actually a form of procrastination it, it's not um 
it's not as as some of the kids say it's not the flex that you think when you claim that you are a perfectionist and therefore that's why you don't do anything. Um, it's actually a link to procrastination. You're putting it off because perhaps you are fearful that it will not turn out the way that you intended. And perhaps you feel like that's going to say more about you than honestly you think it would. On some things, it is better to fail while trying than to fail by not starting at all. And perfectionism doesn't necessarily uh, allow you to see that. Perfectionism, it, it basically says it has to be perfect and that's it. And when you are asked to define, well, what is perfect? You know, many of us can't even define it. Um, we don't know what perfection is, but we know it when we see it. And so all of this is linked to procrastination. And then, of course, the big D is distraction. Social media is a devil because it has a way of distracting us to the degree where we totally forget what we were supposed to be doing in the first place. And it's like a whole negative cycle. Oh my God, I'm thinking about this now. Because when you get on social media, many times we hop on Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform of our choosing, because we are trying to escape something that we don't want to do. And so it's because of procrastination that we are on these platforms and then it's the platform itself is procrastination and it causes even more procrastination because now we're distracted that is so weird okay so how do we escape this cycle can we even escape the cycle of procrastination now this is my personal belief I think that there will always be a reason to put off um, what you can do today, there will always be a reason to put it off until tomorrow. That's that's I feel like that's the human condition. But according to the study, um, people tend to outgrow procrastination. A 2016 study analyzed procrastination in several different age groups and found that it was highest in the group of individuals who were between the ages of 14 to 29 years old. The same study reports that people procrastinated less as they aged. Uh, researchers believe that the link is between personality development, changes in time perception, and increased coping skills. So as people become more aware of their own mortality, they realize they cannot indefinitely delay what needs to be done. And so there's this thing of, you know, as you get older, you start to realize that, you know, tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. And even if you make it to tomorrow, that's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee that you'll be able to do what you can do today, tomorrow. I don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer, but it's kind of true. And so instead of putting it off until tomorrow or whenever older people mature people our elders 
tend to say, well, you know, whether or not it's perfect, it doesn't matter how afraid I am. I may not have full confidence in my abilities. I may not even appreciate this activity. It kind of bores me a little bit, but I'm not going to allow myself to get distracted. I am going to go ahead and forge the path and I am not going to procrastinate. I'm going to set out to do it now. And if it's not right, guess what? I can always come back to it later. And I feel like I'm talking to myself because I am a human. I am huge at procrastination. And I think that has everything to do with me being a, a writer, a creative. Um, we have this tendency as creatives to just put it off until we can't put it off anymore and then when we can't put it off anymore we just say well that wasn't meant that's not necessarily true and so I'm talking to myself um and saying you know I need to stop that I need to stop procrastinating and I need to just get out there and just do it and it will improve whatever I'm, I'm planning to do um, has a way of improving with time, has a way of, of getting better um, as I move along the path that's before me. There is nothing worse. Oh, my God. There is little worse than driving by a cemetery and looking over and imagining everything that people set out to do and they didn't get to do it the cemetery is legit where dreams go to die and again I am so not trying to be a Debbie Downer on this Black Friday but it's true the cemetery is where dreams go to die because whatever book you plan to write you can't do it when you're dead whatever business you plan to start it's not happening once you've passed away. Not You're not going to be able to do it. Now, someone can take your legacy and what you started and they can do it. But that's not you actually doing it. And so if you plan to do something, now is the time to do it. If we plan whatever we plan to do, we have to get organized. I'm talking to myself. We have to get organized and we have to really set out just little by little because a lot of us, we, we get off track and we, we get distracted and we start procrastinating because it's just so overwhelming. But one little step at a time, I'm learning that one little step at a time. And before you know it, you will have reached your expectations and beyond. So let's work on that. Let's, let's, uh, work on not procrastinating, procrastinating, and let's work on getting just a little bit organized for life. I am reading This Is Not a Personal Statement by Tracy Badua. It is the story of a 16-year-old girl named Perla, who is the youngest graduating senior of the hyper-competitive Monte Verde High. Praised and not so quietly bashed as perfect Pearly Perez, Perla knows all the late nights, social isolation, and crushing stress will be worth it when she gets into the college of her and her parents' dreams which is Delmont University but then 
Perla is rejected and her meticulously planned future shatters. In a panic, she forges her own acceptance letter and next thing she knows, her lie spirals out of control and she's heading to Delmont for real, acceptance or not. Soon, Perla is breaking into dorm rooms, crashing classes, and dodging questions from new friends about her lack of a student ID. Her plan gather on the ground intel so she can beef up her application to reapply next spring but as her guilty conscience grows and campus security looms large perla starts to wonder if her plan will really succeed and also if this dream that she's worked so hard for her entire life is even something that she wants this is the perfect read for those teenagers who are seniors in high school and they are freaking out about getting accepted into the university of their choosing their top choice their number one choice take a take a a, a break and check out this is not a personal statement because it will give you a very good laugh and it will honestly ease your worries by kind of conveying the point that you know what it's okay if things don't turn out the way that you intended or you hope that they would turn out everything doesn't work the way that we desire in life sometimes you have to learn how to pivot i'm learning that life is about pivoting you pivot left right you just go um so this is not a personal statement it's about 342 pages it's a little long but tracy badua is an excellent writer so it goes by fairly quickly check it out And now we have come to the most important part of the show, which is the written word. Today's written word comes from The Cafe on the Edge of the World by John Strzelecki. And just the summary of the book, uh, John takes time off of work in the book to discover the meaning of life. He comes across the cafe of questions after a tractor trailer spill that closes well, closes the highway. And he's given the option of either sitting in one place for an hour or taking his chances turning around going south. He was headed north when the tractor trailer had the accident. So he decides, you know what, I'm not going to sit in one place for an hour. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go south. And when he heads south, he comes on this um, cafe, which is the cafe of questions. John meets Casey, the waitress, Mike, the cafe owner, and Anne, who's a marketing specialist, who I think is a customer as well. And they help him understand the importance of finding your passion and pursuing it in life. They call it the purpose for existing or the PFE. And so in the book, Mike is talking to um, John about a friend who had this dream um, in which a golf ball was positioned in a manner that made it difficult for him to make a successful shot. And the friend struggle in the dream, the friend struggles with trying to make 
the shot before realizing that, wait a minute, no one cares if I actually move the golf ball. There's no one on this this golf um, field. Is that what they call it? Is it a golf field? Golf course. Sorry. There's no one on the golf course. Therefore, I'm playing by my own rules. And so the friend in the dream moves the ball and makes the shot. And the moral of the story is such is life. No one actually cares so much of how you get to your destination because ultimately speaking, who really knows your destination better than you? Um, and so the golf ball is representative and making the shot is representative of accomplishing your dreams. And there is nothing wrong with moving the golf ball so that you can accomplish the things that you want to in life. And so here in the quote, Mike writes or Mike says, uh, quoting his friend, despite what me, despite what we may be taught to believe are exposed to in advertisements or feel when we're stressed out at work, we each control every moment of our lives. I have forgotten that and was trying to adjust to all kinds of other influences as I was letting them control my existence. Just like no one really cared about where I hit the golf ball from except me. In life, only you truly know what you want from your existence. Don't ever let things or people drive you to the point where you feel you no longer have control over your own destiny. Be active in choosing your path or it will be chosen for you. Just move the golf ball. Amen. Just move the golf ball. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week on Sari Reads. And I want to encourage you to take a look at the show notes because all the books that I talked about, as well as just a little small list of books that can help with combating procrastination are there. And I will see you around the bookstore, somebody's library, or anywhere else where books are king.